you're listening to this week's episode of Cabo de Presso. Please enjoy. Welcome to Cabo de Presso, the podcast about sharing conversations. With me today, I've got a new guest. Hi, my name is Dominic. I do many things now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the things that I do is that uh, I'm a research assistant uh, to do with education. Mm-hmm. Um, I also teach mm-hmm. uh, and I'm also a dramaturg, which is kind of like a, a friendly in-house critic to a theatre director. Oh. Um, so my background is in English literature, so my work's got to do with English literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a b-boy and I also represent the Elevate the Streets team. And today's conversation will be surrounding or starting off with what you did prior to Elevate the Streets. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Elevate the Streets, kind of the very first meeting happened around March 2019. Okay. Um, but going back like perhaps the year before, mm-hmm. um, so Michael, the founder of Elevate the Streets, mm-hmm. uh, and myself, we were part of this theatre production, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a b-boy kind of autobiographical monologue like one fella tells his story about dance and how he uses dance to work through his issues and mm. I'm that fella lah <laughs> so right. uh, so Mike was helping um, he was actually a dramaturg so he's mm. the fella who helps to question the process mm. and helps critique the, the process and shapes it up lah um, so, so that was actually uh, where we met. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a lot about that production was there were like two strands in that show. Okay. Um, it was staged in July 2018 uh, at Aliwa Art Centre and uh, I forgot to mention the title, it's, it's a long title. Okay. Dead was the body till I taught it how to move. Dead was the body till I taught it how to move. Yes. That sounds like a bar from Red. <laughs> like, yeah. It's catchy. <laughs> yeah, it's catchy. It was the body till I taught it how to move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, it, we had like about a six seven month process, uh, through that, um, and the funny thing was actually at the time uh, I wasn't working, mm-hmm. um, and it was because I was on no pay leave from Ministry of Education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll explain more. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> I don't work with the Ministry of Education anymore, but I work in schools, so that's okay. funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that play was uh, kind of interesting because we have like me as a b boy, um, and but I also have background in the theater, mm. uh, performing a story about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how I'm trying to negotiate my relationship with my late dad mm-hmm. um, and also like father figures in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it went. And how 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 did it turn out? Like um, the end product and like the The end product is well, the team sort of decided eventually that the, the show is really for me. Mm-hmm. But we also one of the things that um, we also felt was important apart from like my own healing journey mm-hmm. um, is also that we wanted b-boys and b-girls mm-hmm. to be able to come into a theatre and feel like they are the ones who can understand more yeah. than like your like regular theatre goers yeah. yeah so that was quite nice something that we felt we managed to successfully pull off yeah it sounds, it sounds amazing like the one thing that I can relate to would be my FYP project yeah for when I was in poly 
because I was doing a film about depression and suicide. Yeah. And like, it was a it was a half year long project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like completely from like the planning to the execution to the editing and everything. Yeah. And then there was like the showcase and everything. So it was it was quite fulfilling for me when I was making that. Yeah. Because like I had my message and I had my story that I wanted to tell. Yeah. Right. So was it was it the same for you? Yes and no. So like I didn't write everything. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, uh, Edward, uh, he kind of wrote, mm-hmm. and then I kind of argued with him over what words I wanted, <laughs> what, what what the key. Um, and it was kind of because he was inspired by my trip to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I studied in the UK, mm-hmm. university in the UK, um, and I at one point I went to New York. Just to find the roots of hip hop, you know, yeah. <laughs> the pilgrimage, yeah. every pilgrimage, <laughs> you know, uh, one five two zero Cedric Avenue and everything. And actually, by the end of the day, I I meet uh DJ Cool Herc at his sixty fifth birthday party. It's ridiculous, lah. No, 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 that hasn't <laughs> happened Man to anybody. <laughs> On his birthday, some also Taiko, you which, know, which birthday? Sixty fifth. Uh, so there's a whole party and everything. Um, there's a whole sequence of events that we kind of cover in the play, mm-hmm. but it's very anticlimactic. Um, basically, he kind of just like brushed me aside um, when I met him. Yeah, um, but the 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 play was about uh, me and my my journey as a dancer and how that's intertwined with like my grieving process, mm. Yeah, so that was how it went. I see, because both were like father figures, one working mm. on it. Okay, both disappointing. <laughs> I mean, that that just gave me the thought. Yeah. Of this saying, right? Like what what like they say, um don't don't ever meet your heroes or something like that? Yeah, don't like, right, yeah, like don't ever meet your heroes. Don't right? meet your hero. Okay, yeah. I, I'm not even sure if I intended Kuhak to be my hero, but yeah. like um like from the culture's point of view I guess. Like everyone like, yeah. wants to meet the guy that like, yeah. like started. You think it'd be great, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Okay, okay, I see. Then from the you were saying that you start you were studying in UK, right? Yeah. That was uh, like what? What specifically were you studying then? So I was actually a Ministry of Education scholar. Okay. Was emphasis, um, because a month before the show was to go on, yeah. um, uh, Ministry of Education actually released me, mm. um, and that's because I had declared, um, like my mental health mm-hmm. um, diagnosis, mm-hmm. and they dragged me out for like nine months on no pay leave, and mm-hmm. then they sprung it on me lah, um, but. Uh, prior to that, I was studying for four years, mm-hmm. so I got a bachelor's and a master's on MOE money. It's not bad. <laughs> it's a it's a bachelor's and master's in what? In English literature. English literature. Okay. Yeah. So um, which means that I didn't actually have to pay back the money, which is not mm. a nice thing. That's but nice. I really wanted to work in education, mm. so I felt like something very important to me mm. was taken away mm. very suddenly, because I kind of took the step and said. I want. I know something's not right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna deal with it myself. I'm letting you know first, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, sure, but you're a risk factor to our students." And I'm like, "I'm a risk factor. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man?" Yeah, I mean, you you were being responsible by like watching because most people yeah. don't even want to declare. Yeah. Because like, most of the time they can't. They won't find out. If you don't declare, I'm really, but like yeah. to declare is a is a responsible thing. I feel, yeah. Because for me, I got taken out for one year from my NDC oh, yeah, because no, I declared also. <laughs> but so like, uh, yeah. recently, like just a couple of weeks back or a week ago, mm. like um, it was kind of declared that this, such a practice is discriminatory. Yeah, then yeah. they 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 are changing things, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
how I mean for like MOE it's like a big organization but like yeah. for in terms of every career and every company like how can they like how to say zero in and make sure that there's no discrimination in that process right it's a bit hard it's hard I think yeah. you've got to be really lucky with people yeah. um, so the, the performance was in July mm-hmm. it was supposed we were thinking that I'll go back to work at some point later in the yeah. year uh, and be a teacher so it was supposed to be this closing of this chapter of my life mm-hmm. um, but then um, a new trauma happens to me because this mm-hmm. core part of my identity gets taken away from me but f- about four months later um, I get hired in two places okay. um, I get hired in NIE mm-hmm. as a researcher and I get hired at SUSS mm-hmm. um, to teach part-time and that is oh yeah, so <laughs> so it's very heartening because both times in the interview I flat out said I got released by MOE because of this, 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 this mm-hmm. and both times they said that's okay mm-hmm. That's okay. That's dope. Yeah. Um, the only question that they had was, okay, if you're stressed, mm-hmm. how are you gonna handle it? I had an answer for that. Mm-hmm. So I think people like employers just wanna know that like, okay, you you're struggling, but mm-hmm. if you have a plan mm-hmm. for you know how you're gonna manage that, then at least you're t- taking responsibility for yeah. yourself. Um, so I'm very very grateful um, to both places for that. I mean, like, that's the case for everything, right? Like, yeah. like if someone is pregnant. And they want to get hired, like, okay, then what are you going to do? You know, like, okay, when you're pregnant, you're going to take maternity leave, and then you're going to go back to your job. Yeah. Right? Then like, you make like arrangements. Mental or? health isn't like, isn't like a working hazard. Yeah, it's not. I mean, right. oh, it is possible no, that even, it's a working, working hazard. Even working hazards have like, yeah. workarounds. Yeah. And like, measures put in place. So like, at the moment, like, when someone has a mental health condition, it's just like a strict rejection. Yeah, Most true. of the time. True, true. But I mean, for you, for our, in both NIE and... SUSS, yeah. yeah. They both, so they both saw. So. And um, I've I've been very very grateful, uh, to that, and I still that it's been about one and just over like one year plus one. in both places, yeah. Okay. So that's great. Okay. Um, what yeah. was the process for you like like for you uh going, to get it diagnosed? Mm. Because you were in the UK, right? You mentioned. Yeah, I was in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Um. So actually, like I was in the UK from twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um. But before that, I knew something was up already. Mm-hmm. Um, something was not right. Like, you know, normal, like, functioning people. Like, that's what I mean by normal. Yeah. Like, you can function pretty alright. Um, day to day. Um, don't go through things like that. Like, you don't waste hours just doing nothing. Yeah. And then sometimes you get so hyped, you do shit. And then, like, you, you just, like, crash afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I went to IMH, actually, mm-hmm. in through the polyclinic route in 2011 mm-hmm. um, I went for I mean SFP <laughs> uh, for, the, for the therapy sessions but I was never diagnosed okay. um, I wonder if it was because I said I was a ministry scholar so they re- mm. maybe they were hesitant to diagnose to me to diagnose because it might re- result yeah. so I think there was that at play in 2011 there was not a lot of talk about mental health at yeah. the time um, in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, my father passes away mm-hmm. but prior to that like real shit at home it was horrible um, and that grieving process actually uh, took its toll on me in different ways mm-hmm. and by the, but I was very determined to finish my university my studies university. it's paid for <laughs> so you don't mess that up yeah. um, and, but before coming back I thought I better get something uh, I better get a plan for myself mm-hmm. okay. and I thought um, if I get diagnosed in the UK mm-hmm. uh, it'll, it'll be faster for me to get access to treatment in Singapore because I can say that oh I have this can mm-hmm. you help me out just like transfer things over yeah. 
uh, which I did uh, and you just take like these few pieces of paper and like they say yeah you're probably depressed I'm like uh, oh, 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 that's it okay the checklist uh. I kept checking on the internet <laughs> yeah it's really bizarre I, yeah. I still find it very bizarre um, but uh, I came back to Singapore uh, I went for group therapy at IMH mm-hmm. um, then after that I went to get checked with the psychiatrist mm-hmm. and he's asked me to do a mood chart thing mm-hmm. for a month and it turns out that he placed me on the milder end of the bipolar spectrum okay. so it's not bipolar type 1 or type 2 but it's mm-hmm. this thing called uh, cyclothymia where basically you're, you're, you've got lots of ups and downs mm-hmm. but your ups are not like you know super manic mm-hmm. your downs are not suicidal I was, I rarely suicidal mm-hmm. um, because I just think like I'm not going to do that to my mom or my brother mm-hmm. so I got a safety net there Yeah, um, but uh, it's, it fluctuates and it really messes with your life yeah yeah. Okay, because you can't control when it fluctuates mm. right yeah like it could be like a manic when you're supposed to be productive and yeah. then it dips yeah, then it while dips. you still need to be productive yeah and then, yeah. yeah so that is just like because I can messy. I can see people who don't understand it thinking like ups and downs everyone has ups and downs in life oh uh, yeah but like Correct. this mm. is like you can see it's similar sure but it's not the exact same yeah. Because this is like in your daily life. Yeah, it's in your not, daily life, yeah. It's not like in the overview, right? Some people can be high functioning, um, and then you do do do, but then when you get home you just crash, uh. mm. Um so but sometimes I'm just not functioning. Mm. Yeah, I'm supposed to be doing stuff, not doing anything at all. I'm just like like watching lots and lots of GTA fail videos for like four hours and just like trying to laugh. Yeah, trying to find like something to like Yeah. It's like to, to get your brain to like have something that kicks in it. Yeah. Like, oh, like a bit of laughter, a bit of humor. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, a lot of good time. Mean. And like, so prior prior to that, did you ever think that it was bipolar or sorts? Because no, I never thought of it actually. I always thought it was like depressive, mm-hmm. because I I know the lows, mm-hmm. and I thought the highs is, like the so called highs, mm-hmm. are just me trying to get back on track. Mm-hmm. But um, I also do things impulsively. I have like new ideas, and you know, actually that's kind of a little bit hypomanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I get very excitable mm. and like sometimes a bit irritable but usually very excited the kind of excited where like your friends around you go like they, they don't tell you but they have this like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa a bit like too much a bit too much yeah, a bit yeah, much yeah. Dumb. yeah. Okay, that kind of thing yeah. and it's just a sudden spike would it be like that? yeah it could be and it would last a week or nice. so and then and crash again and then yeah yeah like probably like because I also for a while, I mean, I've never heard of that term before, right? Psycho... Time, yeah. Time, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I've never known that there was a condition. Me too. And because, like, in the in Singapore, at least, in local context, the focus on mental health is increasing. Yeah. But it's more on depression and anxiety. Yeah. And even, like, even anxiety is, like, less so of anxiety because people just put it, like, oh, Singapore is a stressful country, obviously mm. got anxiety. Very easy to brush off. Yeah, so, like, when we talk mental health, people focus on depression. Yeah. But... Like there's very little talk of bipolar or any other sort of yeah BPD right? also borderline uh borderline is very misunderstood mm. also um, yeah they uh they people mistake I used to mistake bipolar for split personality split personality, personality. disorder yeah. yeah because yeah. they think bipolar means like okay like Got two, two sides, different yeah. yeah but like it's actually um, manic depressive disorder yeah. so it's like the de- the lows of depression yeah and then it's the manic highs yeah um. It's just that mine never went that high. Yeah, mine never went like that. Yeah, so it's like. But is it more frequent? 
the normal supposedly la, according to like what they what and they that's say. what messes with you la, yeah because you it's, it's quite unpredictable hmm. um, you, you then you slide down to low then you're like oh, oh. you don't realize it actually hmm. until you're really in a rut hmm. yeah like you're like maybe like hours or days into a rut and then you're like there's no like self-reflection for you to go like I'm in it now actually oh no I need to do something it's like only after it passes then you realize oh shit I was in it right mm. uh, you were saying that you, you went through therapy right yeah group therapy and all because I personally have never gone for therapy yeah I've seen a psychiatrist once yeah but I've never gone for therapy yeah and uh, how do what has your experience been like with that so a couple of days ago um, my therapist recent therapist I mm. called me again because I bond it, oh okay. Yeah, I never go, <laughs> but because he made me feel very uncomfortable, like very awkward lah. Okay. Um, and that's why I didn't want to go back. Um, I think I've tried diff- about eight different counselors and therapists by now. Then my friend said it's a bit like dating. <laughs> <laughs> you can even find the right fit. The compatibility yeah. and all, right? Like yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's very misleading to say that you know you have to seek uh mental health professionals and then like. Is settled from there already. Mm. Like no leh. <laughs> to me, in my experience, it's very messy. Uh. Yeah. Like I don't even know if my meds help. Mm. Yeah. So I just stopped taking meds. And I'm trying to tell myself that exercise is meds this year. Mm. Yeah. So if I don't exercise, like, I'm not taking my meds. Mm. Because you, you, you can only truly feel like what some whether something's working or not. Yeah. And like you need to take ownership of the the process. Yeah. Because you can't just rely on like a medical professional because they can't truly tell, right? Yeah. I can't tell. Also. Mm. Okay, <laughs> like, but definitely people should still try. Yeah, I would. Therapy. Yeah, I, I think that's important because like um, you you kind of need to know mm. what happens. Then you can say that oh, it hasn't worked. In fact, it's a bit defeatist of me to say now like it will never work for me. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a blanket statement or nothing thing to say. Like you said, dating like it might be someone like not working out with so many people and be like, oh, I'll never get married. Yeah, you you know you just gotta. See whether it works or not, and and it's still up to me lah. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, like with my depression and my suicidal phase, mm. I never seek or spoke to a professional. I never spoke to an adult figure. Yeah, I've only Jeez. spoken to friends who are also suicidal. <laughs> right, so I was like, oh, you can relate. But then it was my own head that like pulled me through it. Yeah, and then slowly like. As more time passed, I for me I began to to realize like oh like I thought I would die, yeah. but I'm still here. Yeah. And then like as more time passes, like I'm still here. Yeah. Like, it slowly got better for me, mm. but because I was putting more and more focus on that, like, even though back then people were not focusing on mental health. Yeah. I was like trying to find out more, trying to find out more. Yeah. So I I definitely can relate to you talking about how people shouldn't just like seek help and then just de- like okay it's gonna work out. Yeah, it's not. You can't expect that. Pill, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a miracle. It's not a one size fits all thing. Yeah. Man, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. Like, I would think that people would have a hard time to, to bring themselves to share something. I mean, like, I get released from the ministry, and then at at when I go when I went for job interviews Mm. afterwards, then it really came down to the point of like, am I going to tell people? Mm. I usually decide in the middle of the interview Mm. if I want to do it. Mm. Um, and the reason why I. Disclose to an interviewer mm-hmm. is because I want to see how they respond to it. Mm. If they respond well, I want to work for you. Yeah, definitely right. If yeah. you don't respond well, then maybe I don't want to work for yeah. you anyway. <laughs> because like yeah, like if 
if something happens because of the condition, like you know they cannot take care of you. Yeah. And even if not, that kind of says a bit about how they how that they, organization they, runs, yeah, runs yeah. and you don't want to be part of that. Yeah. So I want to be I don't want to live my work life every day in that kind of feel. Mm. You want a good environment because that's definitely part of the healing process. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. That's that's dope. Okay, I guess I got one last question for you. Yeah. It, what advice would you give to yesterday? So yesterday uh yesterday oh yesterday was actually the day that the 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 therapist called me okay um i think um it feels like it and and i decided not to go back hmm. i didn't realize it was him on the phone <laughs> okay i was just like oh man this medication therapy is not really working and then I, like 30 seconds later i realized i'm talking to my therapist okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh, based on that I think the piece of advice would be to not write off like men- like professional mental health mm. help entirely because mm. at that moment I was very tempted to mm. yeah like I mean when you you say like certain things are not working out then yeah. even more it would push you towards thinking or feeling like ah it's not working out it's not working out yeah. and pushing it away right? you need to be very careful not to fall into that yeah but you gotta keep yourself balanced yeah. and see it in a bigger picture yeah yeah, that's, that's, that's good advice. Mm. Alright man, thank you so much for coming today. Thanks. Appreciate it. This has been the end of the episode for this week. Yeah, so I guess if you want to stick around for more, then next week we'll see you on Copper Depressor. Alright, see ya.